Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the In Real Deep podcast. I'm your host, Steve Semino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com. And with me, as always, is executive editor Andrew Johnson. Hello, Andrew. Howdy, partner. Oh, I, you always, I should ask you or think beforehand that you, I know you're going to have some witty repartee to get started. And I always just am generically reading off my notepad file that says the uh, words yeah. I'm supposed to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, should, you should think about what we're talking about. <laughs> <sighs> well, welcome everyone back to the podcast. This is a very special one. This is a jam-packed edition. We are tackling many, many movies at once on this particular episode. A whole franchise even, though the franchise may continue to grow as it has over the years but we are going to tackle the four entries that are currently out in the world i'm talking of course about the toy story franchise which just received its fourth entry a mere week ago when toy story 4 came out in theaters and andrew the original plan was we were going to watch all four toy stories one of us did not do our task properly but he did see toy story 1 and toy story 4 which are the bookends of the franchise so i think he deserves only a light uh a light wrapping on the wrist yeah a slap on the wrist, slap yeah, on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah uh we'll send you to the uh to the caterpillar room Lotso's gonna send you over there um <laughs> no well i didn't actually watch the first one for this time around but i've seen it because i have three and a half year old i've seen it many times in the last year and a half so uh, but i did see the other three um you are very well versed in the toy story universe at this point well and we also own the vhs of this growing up so i've seen the first toy story like i countless number of times i, I wouldn't i wouldn't even be able to tell you so it's up there for <laughs> probably the most of any movie i've seen so wow that's amazing i don't know if i i don't, I don't recall owning it which is weird because it does seem like one of the ones that everyone our age should have had but i can't say with certainty that it was in my house but a beloved film nonetheless one i definitely saw a ton as a kid and one i just watched recently but before we get into toy stories one through four let's do our beverage of choice segment i have a boring beverage today i was gonna get something clever mm. and creative and childlike and instead i just poured myself a big tall guinness no oh. Oh, classic. Classic, yeah. And, you know, yeah, and it goes down smooth and easy, and it's delicious. So, But I did want something, like, flavorful and magical, and I did not uh, uh, succeed in that regard. Uh, well, it's an unchanged formula over many, many years. So hey, in some ways, the, thematically, it, it dovetails with our, <laughs> our, cho- our chosen subject. I, I, I am, uh, I'm drinking a, a Fancy Uli, which I don't know if I've actually drank on this podcast before, but as a bourbon drink with... Uh, with uh, um, sweet vermouth and Fernet Branca and a cherry in it. So it's kind of like a Manhattan, but like a little more with an Italian liqueur thrown in there. And the reason I'm drinking it is because this is like my favorite fancy drink to make at home. And uh, I made it with Buffalo Trace, which is my favorite bourbon. And I just wanted my favorite things for, you know, what su- I'm, I'm honestly surprised to be sitting here saying this, but this is like, these are some of my favorite movies. I think that, 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 um, that are out there in the world. Uh, and so I wanted to have only the finest for, for Buzz and Woody and the rest. Oh, that's so nice. That's yeah. that's a great sentiment. And I think one that we're going to debate here in detail and one that I think is very accurate and more so even after this fourth entry where we I don't, I don't think we were expecting the the franchise to go off the rails necessarily, but their de- Toy Story 3 definitely seemed like a 
good hard stop for the franchise. You know, the toys are passed on to a new owner, a nice tearjerker moment, everyone hugs and smiles, and we move on to something else. So when I think 4 was announced, even if we were enthused about the previous 3, a lot of people were just, ugh, this is a money grab. This is, do we need more of this? And now that we've seen 4, let's talk about it in detail. I really liked it. It did, I don't think it was perfect by any means. I think there were some slow parts. But I think ultimately, given the path it took and the fact that, again, we were a little apprehensive about it in the first place, about as good as it had any right to be. Yeah, I mean, I we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this, but th- three wasn't necessarily it, – it's, it's remains now my least favorite of the four of them. And I'm saying that just relative to each other. I still think three is really, really good. Um, but three felt like a natural – well – I mean, one thing is just with movies, trilogies, we, we like our trilogies. I don't know why that is, really. But <laughs> um, a lot of the great movie series are trilogies. Right? Um, and, and three really did feel like a natural stopping point. You know, Andy turns his toys over to a, 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 a new kid. And, you know, sure, you could restart the cycle over again. But it's also been like, you know, what, nine years, I think, since that one came out. Um, and yeah, right. To, I think right to be apprehensive because I think Pixar in the last five or so years has lost a little bit of its like sort of bulletproof luster that it had like in the 2005 to 2010 range or wh- wherever you want to start that. Um, and, and specifically, one of the reasons it's lost some of its luster is because it's made some sequels that, while not terrible, are not really like uh I don't really feel like we're necessary. I'm thinking specifically here of like um, finding Dory actually is the one like there's the cars ones, which are like, I don't know if cars was ever like, anyway, what I'm getting (laughs) at is like, uh, there was reason to think like, okay, Toy Story three was a good stopping point. Like don't screw with one of the great movie franchises that there is. And it, it does feel like a cynical cash grab and, and a, and a cash grab by maybe a company that is sort of, maybe lost its way a little bit, or, or at least is not um, in the prime of its perver- proverbial like career. And then you watch this movie and it's really funny. It's kind of scary and funny in some parts. It's like, it's all the things you want uh, right down to sort of a, a poignant end or a couple moments that really like for me drew some tears out. And um, I don't know. I just feel, I just, <laughs> I just feel like, and I'm halfway through a piece that we'll, I'll post in the site that's companion to this, but like, I just feel so good about these movies that I just feel like we're just lucky to have them. <laughs> and, and like, I feel like a jerk kind of for, for doubting it. I, I mean, I think it was rational to be like, eh, why are they doing this? But like, on the other hand, they haven't screwed it up now four times. Not only have they not screwed it up, but they've actually built upon the mythology and the the characters of this story that were like after the first one we all loved. Like you didn't need to do anything after Toy Story One, really. Yep, I totally agree. I think, like I said, I I don't think it's an immaculate film by any means, but I think it does such a smart job of they've expanded their cast so much in the last couple of movies. Too, you know, especially in Toy Story Three when Bonnie's toys and Andy's toys are all mushed together into one big toy family. Now there's just if you look at the cast list, there's so many people who really don't have much to do in this at all. But yeah. that's good. That's right. Like you can't make time for everybody. You can't fit everyone in there. And they yeah. they, they take time to bring Annie Potts back as Bo Peep and make her you know the third lead in the 
movie, which is great. Like it's 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 making use of these characters that are by the wayside. It's allowing them opportunity to sort of spin the series off in another direction, include different characters. Like it's all very it's very good storytelling. It's always been great at that. Like they they really I, I if you watch and like I said I watched Toy Story one and Toy Story four. Toy Story one is such a basic adventure. It's just the toys they meet up. There's a Woody Buzz conflict, and then Woody and Buzz find their way back, and it's great. It's 80 minutes long. Like it's so good for what it is and you could tell in the in the years in between that one and this one they've r- spent so much time thinking about what this what it means to be a toy what it means yeah. to be sort of an unchanging character that yeah. the world changes around you and yeah. like what paths are available to you as you know as you as they waltz through whatever you consider their lives you know like and yeah. it's just it, and they don't they don't though they are you know though it is a cash grab because putting toy story in, on the title of a movie is going to make you 500 million dollars <laughs> right. it's not because they take these are good stories like these are not rushed out these are not cars too these are not planes these are not monsters university like it's just it's and no offense i I actually never saw monsters university i shouldn't say that it's bad but i highly doubt it it is good as these because these do have the air of something they do not put their name on it unless they know it's going to be good and it's a weird thing to blindly trust in but as you said after four of them at this point you sort of have to go okay i I think they know what they're doing and i think that we should see them now because they're just going to be good yeah it's it it it, it's a bit of a trip i i just like we, we were talking a little bit about this before we got on here and like most of like what i would we live in this era of franchising and um and and most of most of the even what i would classify as like the quote unquote good franchises are basically like not screwing up something um that they started with and and maybe exploring they're just broadening the universe like i was checking out your john wick review and like i haven't seen the third one but the second one for example just just it, it blew out the universe a little bit more so it was like okay there's more here well toy story you're right that they do they have expanded the cast of characters, but they've also contracted in certain ways. Like Bo Peep is a great example. She wasn't in three and actually I rewatched three and there's a moment in there where they reference very vaguely that Bo Peep is gone and Woody has this look on his face. Um, and it's just a passing moment, uh, but it's a moment of like a pained look on his face. And then you start um, the fourth one with the backstory um and and so yes they've expanded the universe but it's still about woody and buzz and and it's still about the it's still about these sort of like existential crises these these poor toys deal with as they um they interact with with humanity um which uh i don't know maybe feels on the nose given given the things going on in the actual real world um <laughs> but uh I, it's just it's just it's just straight mad. I don't know. It's just straight magic. I'm, I'm like, it, I'm just in awe. I, I don't, I don't know. Like th- th- that, what, what they've been able to do over four movies is just, is truly like, like special and unique, I, I think. So it's really, and it, it's, it's, there's a, there's a <laughs> philosophical element too, because in the first sure. one, Woody is insisting that, they are toys. They have to fulfill right. this purpose. Their greatest purpose is to make their kid happy. And then in this movie, and again, I'm leaving two and three out, and please fill in the yep. blanks if I'm, if I'm jumping too far ahead. But in four, the, the point is, 
Okay, well, you're allowed to be selfish. You're alive too. Like, yeah. and if yeah. you if you're not fulfilling that role that you were born to fulfill, perhaps there's an alternative path for you. You know, like that's a nice sentiment. Like that is yeah. that is very freeing and opening. And but without betraying the fact that Woody would rather have a kid who loves him. Yeah. But if he's just if he's not getting the satisfaction he should be from that anymore, if the kid is not enjoying the toy anymore, it's not a betrayal to pursue something else and see what happens like especially because they are essentially immortal so it's not like you know yeah. it's like the highlander going off on adventures like mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. just sit there and wait for them to come to you you got to just sort of you're sort of cursed and benefited in ways by being able to wander and find the next thing that works for you so it's just again it, it's a testament to how well they've expanded upon this seemingly silly simple conceit and made it into a very detailed and thoughtful dialogue on what it means to be alive, what it means to be around, like to have commitments, to have, to be betrothed to something, an idea, a person, like it's, it's really, there's a lot of depth to it. And Pixar, that's not a shock with Pixar, but if, to get for four movies to stay on that track is, is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. There's incredible depth to the, them. Cause I mean, you, so like, let's just go through them, right? Like the first one, is about um is sort of about woody's fear of being replaced by the new shiny thing which is just like that's a universal human let me tell you as someone who's who's onboarded a couple i you know now manage a team at work and i've got you know someone who's just out of college someone who's like in their mid-20s let me tell you um even as someone running the team like that's a that's a thing you're like oh you realize oh I'm, I'm, you know the next generation is actually here i'm not i'm not the next generation anymore um so there's that one in in two you've got this plot about woody knowing that at some point andy will sort of cast him aside whether he's he's broken or or he gets old and and so he has the option to go to this museum in japan and be permanently celebrated as woody um, but then you lose all this human contact. And so it's like, yeah, how do you hold on to that stuff as it go as it goes away? Um, and then, you know, three is uh, three and four both are kind of about letting go in different in different kind of ways and doing the doing the right thing by other people. I mean, I, I watch four and I, I think this is the brilliance of the film. I, I watch four and I, I just it screamed parenthood to me. There's a line in there about, um, you know, you you hang out with your kid and then and then and then at some point they they start they go off and do things and you can't even see them and be with them well like welcome to being a parent like <laughs> like you take <laughs> care of something for so long and then they go have their own life and it's kind of like it's totally bittersweet and, and three is about that four four is definitely about that and four is more like well that's okay and it's okay all have your have your own identity which is something i think about all the time as a parent like how much is my identity wrapped up in being a parent and how much is, you know, um, and, and how do I not lose like what actually makes me, me, even though being a parent is a huge part of my identity. It's like, it's, it, it's anyway, that, that I think you could, you could probably, you could probably, you, Steve could probably sit there and, and find different lessons for yourself, not being a parent of kids. And that's the brilliance of them is that there's, there is this like, truly philosophical depth which is amazing because it's a story it's a cartoon a kids movie <laughs> about toys like 
there, yep. <laughs> sitting there next to my daughter watching this thinking and like crying in certain parts because I'm like thinking of her like going away to college or like, you know, just going to school. <laughs> Getting and very ahead of yourself. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's so good. They're so good. I mean, the best stories are specific and universal at the same time. And like you said, I don't I have my own thoughts as well. And yours are very detailed and, and, and perfect. But yeah, it's it, it, they they hit that mark, and that's 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 the that's where it doesn't matter. At that point, it doesn't matter what your characters are if they're toys, if they're animals, if they're humans, if they're a- aliens. Like it doesn't matter. It's a story's a story, and if you establish who they are and what they care about and why they exist, then you can go anywhere with them. And yeah. it just it's just it, again a testament to to their skill at storytelling at Pixar and the care that they devote to this franchise and the fact yeah. that they, they obviously hold it to a very high standard and it shows because it ends up being, they all end up being great. So here's a question for you. Is this the best movie franchise of all time at this point? <laughs> and you can define yes. that however you want. Like franchise is a weird nebulous term these days, well, but how would you, where do you rank it in your noggin? I will I will hedge a little bit, but I will say if you're looking for a one word answer, then I will say yes. Um, I I think it's it's easily the best franchise of the franchise era, which I would date back to, you know, the, I would date the true franchise era back to like like probably the the the, the late '90s or the 2000s. I know there were other franchise movies like Indiana Jones and back to the future and and i guess jaws and star wars going back further uh, i do think the start the original star wars trilogy is sort of like the thing you have to hold any franchise up against right um now of course there have been what five other star wars movies not counting the spinoffs so uh i don't like that started to probably water down the power of those films um I, I think it is. I, I like tell t- like the question is tell me one that's better. Tell me one that's consistently better and that does this amazing trick of actually each new installment um, somehow stays true to the core things that the series is about, but also builds upon it. I mean, I don't think you can. And I think what you said about Bo being mentioned in the third, I didn't know. Again, I didn't see the third one in a while. The fact that they mentioned Bo at all and then do something with her in nine years later and the fourth one shows not only the depth of characters they've created where they can summon someone from several movies ago and have her still matter but the fact that they are if not thinking ahead then making use of little moments in previous films of character motivations of other things and having them fuel future installments like that's great that is just that's exactly what you'd want from a movie franchise even if this the movies themselves come out a decade in in between like it doesn't have to all be there upon first viewing but like you said if you go back and revisit the old one and you see connections you didn't know were there you realize that they are all working off each other like that is great storytelling and i can't think of another franchise that is as consistent as this one and and has not as you said put out uh, movies that even if they aren't in that like you know like this is a people love trilogies we were talking about this before we got on here people love that's a weird number we like with movies three is a great little round number but not so this is the fourth one which means they broke through the trilogy and still made another good one which is not unprecedented but hard to do and other movies that have done trilogies but then have added offshoots or spin-offs or time jumps or whatever those though even if those aren't specifically part of the franchise it still dilutes the name you still can't help but think oh i yeah. love those lord of the rings movies but those hobbit movies were unnecessary and these are four 
good to great movies and there's not many things with the same name and the same world with the same characters that can say that probably nothing that holds, that holds itself to the standard and meets that standard every time so i think you're right it probably is the best yeah i mean like we were talking about this before we got on like I, you could certainly compare it to the whole cinematic universe right which is is certainly more ambitious in sort of the scope uh, of character and, and and tale it wants to tell um but on the other hand, like we've talked about this a million times, so I won't belabor the point. But like <laughs> those movies to me are they're kind of like they're just kind of interchangeable parts. I don't know that they actually they certainly build towards these big like crossover movies, but I don't know that they build they don't build anything like that's new thematically really throughout them. That's like that feels like it's texture is being added really. Um, and certainly there are like standout, you know, like there's Black Panther and others that that are standouts, but they're not like they don't to me like tie back to this this core mythology and this core set of characters in the same in the same way. I just don't even think it's close. Um, now they're trying for different things, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, and there's there is something we I mean we have to acknowledge even though I started saying you know Pixar maybe has lost its its quote unquote fastball a little bit there's still something really special about the Pixar method of storytelling I have a book on my shelf called Creativity Inc that I've wanted to read for a while which is about the way Pixar approaches storytelling I think it's probably time for me to just sit down and read that because it's 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 pretty amazing I mean like from a straight storytelling perspective the pathos and the the investment they're able to get in most of their movies is like unparalleled. Um, it's, it's amazing. And we haven't even sat here by the way, and talked about the, the influence of toy story from like a, a the business side of things. We're just talking about how much we love the movies. We haven't talked about the fact that um, in my view, in the animation world, there is snow white and there is the first toy story. And then there's like everything else that is in a lower tier in wow. terms of influence. Yeah. Right. Um, so we haven't true. even we haven't even touched on that piece of things. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I probably sound like a raving lunatic at this point. But <laughs> no, you sound passionate. You sound like a man who saw three movies in a four movie series in quick succession and has seen the first one fifty times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say, and like in terms of influence, at least on what Pixar eventually became too, you mentioned this a while ago, but the fact that all the Toy Stories that I can recall have something scary to them and like they, they don't shy away. Like I'm thinking of the baby on the spider legs in the first one. I'm thinking of the dummies in this one. I'm thinking of the the big baby in the third one. Like there are things that are frightening and not like not overly the, the baby on this the baby head on the spider leg is probably the scariest one of all in yeah, terms of yeah, just, yeah. just visual frightening elements but they, they yeah. don't you know they don't shy away from doing something a little shocking and a little and that'll make you gasp or cover your eyes especially if you're a kid obviously but they they, they you know that what pixar is now has evolved to mean so much more than just that but even in this simple 80 minute adventure in the first one everything when they go to sid's house is dark and scary mm-hmm. and if you're a kid you don't know that they're gonna get out of that and yeah. that's really pixar's charm to me in a lot of ways is that's how again that's how stories go like there I, i've always been a firm proponent of like there, and people have said this beyond me but i agree with them there's only so many stories in the world like it's right. very hard to tell a new story so just tell yeah. the one you're telling really well like yeah. easier said yeah. than done but just do it and i think one thing toy story does that is great in that regard is all of them is they don't shy away from the fact that 
stories have dark turns and times look tough sometimes and the hope is you you, you know that if you're a child or an adult you you want the characters to get out of it that's what you're rooting for and they don't they don't undercut that part they don't sugarcoat it they don't make it easy and palatable for kids they accept that this is part of telling a good story and i think that kids don't realize it but they appreciate that it's it's just it, they don't get played they don't get talked down to which i think is why they grow up and love these movies even more because they realize when they're adults hey wow that movie didn't treat me like i was an idiot it treated me like i was a normal person and that's very nice of it right right and and what you're describing by the way these are all like hallmarks of the original disney films that walt disney himself presided over i mean like snow white i brought up is scary as shit in certain (laughs) moments and um and also like disney himself was adamant that you know with those first few movies he made, so Snow White, um, Pinocchio, Dumbo, that that though they were not, they're not kids' films, that they were they were films for all, people of all ages, um, and and Toy Story, the, you have to say that about the Toy Story movies, like they 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 certainly have this, um, you know, I called them a kids' movie earlier. They certainly have the veneer of that, but they're they're, I mean, they're just so rich, they're just clearly not just for kids. So, you know. It's an amazing thing, and you know we're just kind of lucky to have have the four we do. You know, hopefully, if they make a fifth one, it's not crappy. Don't sc- <laughs> don't screw it up. <laughs> no, it is, but it's, it's whenever you talk about like you do sound like a broken record when you talk about a good Pixar movie because you do hit the same notes yeah. over and over again. But as we stated, as people smarter and more eloquent than us have stated many times as well, it's if if and and I feel this way about Marvel to a certain extent, but not the same as this. If it was that easy, everyone would do it, and it's not right. that easy, you know. Like right. there's they make a shitload of animated movies every year, and most of them are bad, and yeah. they yeah. can't hit these very simple marks that Pixar hits frequently especially with their their big high you know tentpole series and so i'll just say you know again skipping the please fill in the gaps here but buzz in toy story one versus buzz in toy story four is so cool to me because in toy story one the whole the whole thing is is he gonna realize he's a toy and at the end he does and then he but he's still a really good toy like he's very athletic he's very he has a lot of gadgets like he's still he's the best toy by far in terms of like fights or travel or whatever they really need to do and then in four he's they sort of sideline him a little bit because you know the story's more about woody and that makes sense Tom Hanks, Woody is the main character, but the way they use Buzz is so great because he comes up in a pickle and saves the day and is confident and smart. Like it's just, they, they don't feel the need to get Tim Allen more lines or to get, you know, all these, like they don't like, they're not operating under any structure beyond tell the best story to our audience. And you can just see that in the fact that it's just so, and it's refreshing. It's one of those things you like, I'm happy there was less buzz in this because the buzz that was there was great. And there was no, it would have been so, it would have been, shoving him into a tiny space if they tried to do more of him yeah and the buzz the the running joke about buzz hitting a button for his inner inner, <laughs> inner conscience was i mean hilarious i it laughed so out loud when the one kept saying um, leave go run yes <laughs> yes yeah yeah no you're right well I, and you know I, I guess we talked about this you know uh you you could be very and i think you have at least part of your brain is there you could be very cynical about the end of toy story 4 spoiler alert sorry everyone where Buzz and Woody basically split up. Well, Woody splits up from all the other toys, basically. Um, And you could say, well, that's an excuse to, you know, do spinoffs or, you know, figure out some story to bring them back together in Toy Story 5 or whatever. But, like, to me, that was an example of them actually doing right by the characters. And and it was authentic to the story. You know, there was that line 
you know, um, I think it was I think it was Buzz who says she'll be all right. And you you that's the, the tension of the movie is like, what does he mean? She does he mean Bonnie or does he mean Bo Peep? Um, like who who's going to be all right without Woody? Um, and, you know, you watch that movie and, you know, you have the voice in you that, you know, it's it, it, Woody needs to go with Bo. It's time for him to go with someone else. And 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 um, and they did right by the characters there, regardless of whether they did set up for like a nice cynical <laughs> cash yeah. down the yeah. line or Disney um, Plus show or something, something uh, a little yeah. slightly more insidious than just a nice little turn of events. Maybe so, but it was authentic in that in that story. Um, and I don't I don't think that the way that the way Pixar works that they were thinking about <laughs> a bunch of Disney Plus shows when they <laughs> they wrote, when they started the script. I think they just think about doing right by the characters that we all love, and that's what makes them great. And hearing I mean, you talk about two and three, and or just the the franchise as a whole, is sort of a reminder that the whole almost every single movie to some extent is about Woody's, if not everyone's obsolescence, then Woody's impending obsolescence. You know, right. Woody right. doesn't all oh, since Buzz showed up, Woody hasn't entirely belonged the way he wants to, the way he used to. What he, you know, he hasn't been exactly what he's made it work, and he loves all these other toys, and he's had a good time with it, but he's been always conflicted about where he should end up. So it is very fitting in this fourth one whether it's the last one or not that he makes a selfish decision for himself and says you know what i think you know i've been unexpectedly presented this opportunity i think i should try this for a while like that's a great message to anybody like you don't have to go down the path you're on just because it is the only it's comfortable like there are other opportunities out there and again the fact that a toy movie is making us think that is is a lot well and actually like it, it it makes sense in that context too because i don't know if you remember at the end of toy story well not the end but in toy story 3 um and the intend to put all the toys in the attic except for woody who's going to go to college with him so that would have been a, a moment for woody to be very selfish and go i'm going to college i'm going to be in the college box and he actually decides at that moment to be, stay with it stay with all the other toys and he writes the note at the very end to encourage andy to donate the all of the toys to bonnie right um and so there was a moment there for him to be very selfish so it's very interesting that you have that in three and then in four he finally decides to make the selfish the the and i don't want to make i don't want to make it sound like the selfish decision not in a bad sense i think we all i think we just support woody's selfishness at this stage of his his uh his 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 life and character development um i mean he's trying to get kissed too so we can all support that general idea yeah well and and there's the illusion that they kind of become this traveling band of of lost toys that unite toys who want to be with kids like that's kind of the illusion that's kind of the the what we think is happening you know like Mm -hmm. he 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 gives his voice box to gabby gabby and then but then they're traveling around that's sort of the very end there's this this idea that that Woody's sort of like a, not a Pied Piper, but a, you know, a genie of some sort, you know, connecting kids with toys who, who need love. Yeah. So um, he's got a purpose beyond just that, that, yeah. that, that, yeah, that, that lessens the selfishness element. He's just, he's a Robin Hood of sort of, that's like a, not the right comparison exactly, but he's a, he's a good, he's doing good deeds beyond just for himself. Yeah. Always. He's, yeah. he's, consummately self selfless up until the very end of toy story four i would say or in the beginning uh, of toy story one when he pushes buzz out the window true 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 <laughs> but he was really upset to be fair so we all have done one thing that we would love to take back and then he goes and saves him so problem solved 
Buzz was kind of a dick too. I mean, Buzz was yeah. Buzz was a delusional dick, so yeah. doesn't yeah. give you an excuse to push someone out the window necessarily. Certainly but, not. Certainly but frustrations not. will mount in those in those situations. So. You can understand the desire to push them out. The window. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so that about does it for our Toy Story franchise chat. It's 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 really cool to watch where they've come from one to four. Especially visually, it's it's obviously ninety five to twenty nineteen is is a long yeah. time, but man, it looks it's crazy. Yeah, I was I was just in awe of like the texture and shadows on the faces of all like Woody's face in Toy Story four seemed so much more real even than Toy Story three, having watched it that so that's even more recent. Obviously, computer animation has come a long way, and like what I was alluding to, like. Pixar basically invented computer animation as we know it um, from a, like a, a motion picture perspective. Um, so that's the other interesting thing to chart with the Toy Story movies is how far it's, it's sort of come. I mean, I, I thought it was just like, besides being a beautiful, like philosophical and emotional movie, like visually what a delight this was. The first scene that cold open in the rain with Bo Peep and the, and RC car and all like unbelievable. It was so good. Yeah, so. it's remarkable. And so, and one does not look bad, no. but it does sort of look like the Dire Straits Money for Nothing video at times. Like, <laughs> not anywhere else, not that bad. But there's parts where it just looks fake. Like, it just it looks computer animated. And now it's utterly seamless. Like, you, it, it's obviously it's computer animated, but there's no, you're not going to watch it and nitpick. There's nothing we can see with our eyes that we yeah. can nitpick as, as not realistic. It's unspeakably realistic at this point. So. Yeah. Until they set the bar higher in, like, Toy Story 5. I don't know what now. else they can do. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. It's already, like you said, it's already colorful, and there's so much action in the adventure. Like, I just don't see what else they even can happen. But, you know, that's that's the joy of it. I'm sure they'll figure a whole bunch of shit out. So I, I think some of the amazing things about that is, like, the you actually need the toys in some of the scenes to remind you that you're not looking at something that's real. <laughs> like, so, when the toys come in, you're like, okay, that's this is not real. But, like... Like that that first scene where like, there's a, a scene I think of the like the the guy throwing the the box into the back of his car with Bo Peep in there, mm-hmm. and it like just looks like it's a real car with rain coming. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, and and uh, and then and then like you know Bo Peep shows up or Woody or whatever, and you're like, okay, oh yeah, it's I'm watching an animated film. But... <laughs> yeah, it's quite impressive. It's quite a film, and. As Andrew said, he's going to have a nice little piece up on inrealdeep.com in the relatively near future. Not going to force you to a to a published date necessarily, Andrew. But yeah. keep your eyes on inrealdeep.com. Follow us on Twitter at inrealdeep. And Andrew will be putting that out in the world. And if you want more of his takes on Toy Story, they're going to be in there. So, Yeah, it's, it's titled Toy Story Forever. Oh, look at you. So clever. Yeah. So don't take that for the podcast title. Yeah, well, I'm going to call else. this one the Toy Story franchise, which you already know if you're listening to it, it's going to be called yeah. the Toy Story franchise. All right. <laughs> that's, how the, that's how the sausage is made, folks. Yes, sir. That's it. That's that's it. That's, 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 that's our brains in action right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, go to inrealdeep.com. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you just found this one on the website or if you're just listening to an episode, it's everywhere podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We got some reviews on the site. We got a ton of old stuff. So please go back, check out our archives, download all episodes. As I said previously on some other episodes we've just put out, a bunch of stuff coming out now, doing some Quentin Tarantino movies, building the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So definitely a good time to subscribe. We are very, very focused on bringing the In Real Deep podcast back to your ear holes 
often and with great high quality and high content. So please join yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna be obnoxious. We're gonna be. <laughs> I think we're gonna be obnoxious if you consider us obnoxious already. There's gonna be yeah. more of us. So in that True. sense, we will definitely be obnoxious. True. True. But then why are you listening? That's weird. You should be our friend. Yeah, We're so yeah. nice. What's your yeah. problem? Your mile your mileage may vary on our obnoxiousness <laughs> level. <clears throat> Andrew, thank you for joining us. And also thank you for helping put together or not even helping for putting together a very special treat that we're gonna be releasing on this feed tomorrow. I don't wanna spoil too much, but if you like Andrew's take on movies, you'll love a uh, person Andrew created who also has takes on movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I won't say. Who created? I, won't say I don't want to give you. I, you you I, have yeah, created her. 50% me. Um, well, now, at, at DNA-wise, 50%, but I, I don't know about uh, personality-wise. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be good. Uh, and more, You need more Toy Story takes in your ear holes. So, okay. I mean, you need to find out if Buzz Lightyear is good or not. So. <laughs> That's right. so keep an eye out for that that's coming in the very near future but for now thank you all so much for listening and we'll be seeing you further on up the road adios adios